Hello and welcome to episode 127 of Hearty Dice Friends. This is a role-playing game podcast, roughly. My name's Grant Howitt and I'm joined as ever by the big, lovely Christopher Taylor. Hello. It's our birthdays. It's a collaborative birthdays. It's a collaborative birthdays. We are almost on the confluence. The confluence is the 10th of October, which is the midpoint between our two birthdays. And they're kind of like... I like to think of them as the most important things, not only in the year, but in October. Since calendars began. Yeah, and so, and I mean, the Gregorian character, the, the Gregorian calendar, named after your dad, yep. Chris Taylor. Yep. Uh, Greg Taylor. Chris Taylor's you. Point is, we're, well, it's, it's birthday. It's birthday <laughs> It's time. very birthday. We came very back from birthday. holiday into birthday. I'm going to be 33 years old tomorrow. You ancient bastard. That's, that's, a, that's like... At a really generous estimate, at least a third of the way through. (laughs) If we're being kind, you're a third of the way through. If things go really well and capitalism sticks around, third of the way through, maybe. I'm very excited to have reached maybe 75%. I don't think... I think you're going to break 40. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think think you're big. You know what? I I, I, I reckon you'll hit 60. I've got... I'll I'll take um, that. I've got good hopes for modern medicine, and I'm not going to let you die. Fair. I've seen enough anime. I can keep you alive with love. You'll be a horrid revenant. I'm going to descend into some sort of other world to get half your soul back and patch you into a dog. I didn't watch a lot of Full Metal Alchemist, but I think you have to be a suit of armor or an arm. I, I, I'll, an I'll go with suit armor. of armor. I think that's kind of cool. Okay, cool. And you also, can, I won't stick can... out at all. Well, uh, yeah. So that it's birthdays, and um, we're birthdays. I'm 33. Chris, Chris is older. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say how old you are on the podcast, or are you going to be I'm, like a Hollywood starlet? I'm just a year older than you are. Mm. Yeah, they can probably figure it out. Yeah, can't they? Not... <laughs> I'm over 400 years old. <laughs> no, obviously, I don't think much of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, but how old is Chris? <gasps> Gasp. So it we matters. ask you a. We asked you, yeah. We asked you a bunch of, we asked for a bunch of birthday questions, and we fucking got them, didn't we? We, we got spades you, of them. You laid, you, you bought us a big birthday bag and put it in front of our birthday door. So it's time to answer some of those questions. Christopher, can you ask me a birthday question? I will ask you a birthday question from JP. You get a wish for blowing out the candles on a birthday cake. What other party foods grant spells, and what spells do they grant? So let's see if we can get a list of party foods. Okay. Party rings. Obviously. Like, part one. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's the quintessence of a party. It's not a party without the party rings. Yeah, you also need the other end of the same spectrum, which is the worst possible nibble. Like a, like a bourbon? No, 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 not, no, 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 like, like a nibble. Like, bourbons are still good. Like, we need to okay. go towards the matchsticks and twiglets end of the air. Oh, end of the okay, well, twiglets here. are great, and you can put them up your nose. So I'm not going to hear a bad word said against those. No, but like, not everybody likes them. Everybody likes party rings. That's true. Yeah, I think like it's like Hitler. It's like if if <laughs> you either don't like him or you're really for him. Well, it's like if 
in a film, a dog's like arr, 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 at someone, and that shows they're a villain. If they don't like party rings, then they're obviously, Hitler. yeah, they're a baddie. Okay, at best, a baddie. At worst, Hitler. Um, okay, so it's like some sort of crud. You're looking at, uh, yeah. Well, let's, let's go with Twiglets. I think I think they're the best because they all there's even if people love them, there's always some left. I'd also like to say that they are objectively disgusting. Oh yeah, and that they're they're whole meat, they're whole wheat marmite snacks. Like they're, they're too, <laughs> they're too, they're too crunchy. They're too difficult. Yeah, let alone the hollow. fact that they've been coated in marmite, which is a problem. They for shard. They do. In they a go way. into gum. They don't snap. Twixt they don't snap. Gum. They collapse. Um, don't know why I like them in retrospect. <laughs> So we've got we've got twiglets, we've got party rings, we've got jelly and ice cream. Obvs, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what else? I think that I think that's your that's your um your holy quaternity. I mean, yeah, the only thing is the is crisps, right? There's gotta be some crisps about. I think I think you have to have a large bowl of crisps which has more than one type of crisp in it, mum. Yes. But it's like prawn cocktail and cheese and onion. Yeah. Or ready salted and salt and vinegar, so you can't tell. Yes. Until it's too late. Have you ever just just as a quick aside? You ever um, you ever mixed cereals in a bowl? No, I have not. No, I'm not a heathen. Thank 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 God, because like I'd done it a couple of times and I barely survived. Why would you do that? Well, we were low on one kind of cereal. We wanted to, like like we wanted to use up the the end of one packet before we started oh, so the you, next. So, so, so you got cereal dust from the old cereal. Okay, so 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 like the trick is that you sort of have to get it out around the cereal dust. There's different kinds of cereal you can get. You know, like I'm I'm an accomplished flakeman, so like I know what I'm doing here. Okay, but you might say put some Rice Krispies in. You might put some Cocoa Pops in your Frosties, which is disgusting. <laughs> it just sounds the absolute worst. There's like it's it's like it's like walking into someone's house and tearing like three pages out of a random book they own. There's something really wrong about mixing the kinds of cereals. Well, especially cocoa pops because they turn the milk chocolatey. Mmm. So you're getting a sort of off brown. With yeah, your, with, your, like with your pale frosties. browns soaking into your frosties. What? While I'm on this, actually. Do you remember when we were in America and we got that bag of I think it was trail mix or Chex mix? It wasn't trail mix. It was it was, was chocolate covered pretzels and guff. Oh yeah. So it was chocolate covered pretzels, savory shreddies for some reason. Right. Um, M and M's. Yes, they popcorn M and M's in it. Like they just had all this. Ah, put it in the fucking bag. Get it out of these fat schmucks. It was that sort of bewildering. It's very strange, but I don't think that Britain has the capacity to eat more than one shape of snack at a time. <laughs> we don't have the infrastructure to get them all in the same place, if nothing it else. It doesn't work. And, like, Eastern Europe, you'll, like, they'll, they'll, you can get some sort of cabney schmack if you pop down the, if, if you pop down the shop, and you'll get, you get a bag. Cabney schmack? Some, some, some sort of, some sort of Polish or Eastern European good. Oh, okay. And it'll be, it'll be, like, eight different shapes of pretzels, some of which have caraway in, but they don't tell you which. And they'll just hang out in the same bag, and it's perversion. It is. It's rotten to its very core. My point is, we need to properly segregate snacks, and we need to work out what spells party rings give you. <laughs> I mean, I'm upset that crisps are different shapes in the packet, honestly. <laughs> I think that's a bit much. I only eat Pringles. It's, it's 2019. Like, can we not get a bit more organised here, people? What about the square ones, eh? Perfect. Square ones? 
Do you remember squares? I remember the discos, which were perfectly well, uh, circular. Yeah, well, squares are squares taste like discos, but they're uh, they're square. Ah, so you got nice sharp corners. Got a nice sharp corner. Plus, they're covered in acid. <laughs> they're covered in really like really stark vinegar. Oh, that that sounds really bad. Yeah, they're a masochist crisp. So party rings. Crisps. What spells do they imbue? Oh, fairy lights or some shit. It's like going to be like ghost sound. It's going to be really upsettingly boring. I, you know, I'd like ghost sound, especially at a party. But I think fairy lights are so quinta. Fairy lights, uh, sorry, party rings are the fairy lights of biscuits, and fairy lights are the dancing lights of spells. Dancing. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, that does work. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little Hang bit on. of a roundabout route, but we got there. Yeah, we got there eventually. So I think I think them in a fairy. They don't like that. Well, I mean, it would presumably be dead. Also, <laughs> like they've, they've killed not, everything else. That's less festive, I think. It's like a fairy's corpse strewn with candles. Happy birthday. Yeah, and, and, and like, yeah, like birthday candle-sized candles. Or like, or like one big one. No, 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 like three or four church candles. Okay. Uh, I'm not that's sure that's really as festive on it. as... So you, you can have dancing lights which the children control, or a corpse... So I think, I guess if I put it like that. Um, All right, well, crisp then. A mixed bowl of crisps. Uh, I think a fire hazard. I think think you're getting a fire hazard out of that. Um, Go on. Well, like you're never going to stand a candle up on some crisps. I figure you consume the the, the party food. (laughs) I don't think you put a candle on it, then blow it out to get the spell. I figure that was just like an action that you do at a party. (laughs) I wasn't going to put candles in jelly and blow them out. Well, how else is the spell going to work? You eat the jelly. No, like, you don't get the wish from eating the cake. You get the wish from blowing out the candles. Yes, that's the important bit. Okay, I think, I think we've, had, we've had some miscommunication here. So you've got to put a candle on the thing, blow it out, that gives you a wish. That's how this system works. Mm. That's how the magic mm. has always worked. Hmm. So standing, so standing says, a, a candle up on a load of crisps, it's just asking for trouble. Well, it says, what other party foods grant spells and what spells do they grant? Was JP's particular question. Yeah. And you have to put candles on the other food. Oh, yeah, okay, yes, yes. You have, you, you have to jam crisps. You have to jam candles into crisps and set them alight yes. for food. Okay, cool, yeah. You've got a fire hazard, maybe some sort of grease spell out of that one. Um, Rope And trick. jelly... Jelly, you'd get a kind of flesh into something spell. Uh, but crisps it, it give you a jelly. trick. Oh, I don't know why. That's weird. But, like, that's, just, that's just what you get. That's unusual. I'm going to move on from this difficult question. That seems, that seems best. <laughs> um, Zimrilim asks, What's the worst birthday gift you've ever gotten? So most years my father gets me a dumb gift. And oh, like, like a joke Like gift. a joke gift. But he will quite often go to great lengths to to big up the gift, mm-hmm. and to very much make it seem that that's the only gift I'm getting. I think that's my main regret on not having children: is that you can't prank them. I, I can't fucking troll someone every year yeah. on a really important day for them. Like one year, I mean, admittedly this was Christmas, but one year he got me a uh, wind up a set of wind up snails. That you wound up and then you put them down and they went at snail speed. That's delightful. But 
what he had also done was made a track for them. Oh, well, that's that's solid dadding. He'd gotten like a roll of, of wallpaper and put it down the hall, which is quite a long hall in this house. And mm-hmm. then he's like painted the sides and put track numbers oh. in the finish line. Oh, Dad, how old were you at this point? Uh, twenty-two. Perfect. Oh, that's great. Something like that. Um, and oh, then he set it off and immediately mm-hmm. left. <laughs> Just went to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> Good work, Greg. Uh, <laughs> but like he set it off and was like, right, should we? Should we go then? My, yeah, we're going to the pub. My That'll dad take a does while. something similar. My dad, my dad doesn't put that. My dad doesn't put the effort in in the creation element of things. Right. What my dad, well, like or occasionally, like my dad draws. My dad draws in a way that can only be described as obscene. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't draw things which are say. He doesn't draw nudity or violence or swear words. But there's something about every single drawing he's done which looks like like it looks like the drawing touched itself in the park. Right. There's a, there's there's a sort of indescribable filth to everything my father draws. However, he will spend upwards of like upwards of a week trying to find the like the the worst translated Chinese tat excellent that he can find and then present this to me. So like for like one year I got it was a it was a, a grip measurer. I think I was there when you received that. Actually, I think you I think you were there for my birthday when I got that. Yes, and so it's it is a, it is a device intended to mensurate strength, which was that. And Dad takes real great pride in badly translated English, he, like great joy yeah. rather than pride. He loves it, and I, I like it too. So he got me that, and it said that it cost um, one euro fifty, and he'd moved the decimal point to say that it cost one hundred and fifty euros. Perfect. Um. And I think my favourite thing about my dad is he then didn't go on to get me a different present. No, that was it. <laughs> that's that's it. And it's like, Dad, that's fucking perfect. I like I, I came to visit I couldn't take back any gift you got me anyway. Yeah. This is gonna provide me with a tremendous amount of fun. Stories the year after that years. The year after that he got me he got me three um tweezers <laughs> like designed for use with computing because on the front it had written in big letters takes the thing <laughs> I've still got those on my desk they're next to me now that's amazing yeah dad 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 has got me t- so, so like they're not the worst gift per se I think like honestly like the worst gift I've got is maybe I got for Christmas I got a I got a magnetic copy of a Frankenstein head in plastic and you keep paper clips on it oh yes which is weird because I don't use paper clips. No, that's not a thing which anyone uses. But for some reason, the uh, the friend or relative who got this for me, not naming any names, uh, thought, you know what, Grant wants a T-shirt which says, "Don't bother me, I'm gaming," and <laughs> and a Frankenstein you can keep paper clips on. And I think it's weird. That's the brand I'd cultivated. Yeah, that's an odd one. Mm. So that's that's the worst gift I think. But I think I I, I think that you like there's clearly a, a a a measure of respect for your father's efforts there. Yeah, I mean, if you want like the other end of that spectrum of worst gifts, uh, mm-hmm. I once was given a bottle of rocks from anywhere. Uh, my best mate, my best mate Steve. Oh, once bought me like came back did from holiday. From ho- right. Okay. And what he'd done was he'd had an apple juice. Mm-hmm. Finished the apple juice, mm-hmm. filled the apple juice up with 
rocks and stones and gravel from the road he was sitting on. Any particularly, were they pretty rocks? Nope, they were roadside okay. gravel. Mm-hmm. And brought it back for me. And stole it from the country he was in. What, Devon? Oh, right, okay. I figured it, <laughs> God, God, that is terrible, it's Steve. It's some Devon road grit. Mm. I and kept like, that thing for that, yeah. years, despite him. That's good of you. Thank you. But uh, I think there is a there is a a, a measure of of, uh, of joy in giving someone a really bad gift on purpose. Absolutely, my personal favourite is uh, getting you mugs you can't clean. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to this year's offering. <laughs> I've been trying to find one that's harder to clean than the mugs I have been giving you. You got you got me two skull themed mugs. Mm-hmm. Um, one with a skull on the inside. I will say, never used either of them, Chris. No, because they're impossible to clean. They're impossible to clean or use. Yeah. Uh, they're horrible to drink out of, or and I hold, hate them. Or that, look at, but, or be but near. do, do I beg of you, keep buying them for me. <laughs> Horrible skulls I can't drink off, like some sort of shitty warlord. Yep, it's perfect. Give me a question. Uh, Evan Saft asks, what is the best birthday gift to get for an RPG fan? Hard mode, what if you're not allowed to get them dice? So, I'm pretty confident in saying that every RPG fan likes a nice notebook. Oh, a lovely notebook. Like a high-quality uh, one. Yeah, or like or like one with, one with like a fun thing drawn on the... Actually, just get a high-quality one. Don't fuck about. Don't, get me, don't, don't ever get me one with a fun thing drawn on it. No. I've had some really terrible notebooks in my time. But if you get someone a nice notebook, or maybe like one of those weird leather-bound books you can get, you know, the ones which are like which have all this all the paper stitched in, and it's kind of a weird quality. Yeah, like the big, the big chunky, oldie timey journal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and like, hey, your next character, put them in this. Bung it put in the there. character at the start of that. Yeah, and like, and like, maybe if you have got the time, probably don't. If you have got the time and the skill, uh, draw draw a blank character sheet on the first page. Oh, that's quite nice. That's the and personal touch. Out, I like and that. that's and that's their that's their characters that's their characters' journey through the world. Ooh. And you can also yeah. tell them which game they're playing next by the character sheet. Ah, uh, yeah, you, you've got to hope it's D and D, or uh, or just do just do like a just put in a, a pen dragon sheet, slide it over the table, and just do eyebrows until 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 they agree to be in a pen dragon game. That's <laughs> the best way. Mm. Or what alternatively, just hand them a really big journal and just write on the front Gerp's character sheet. <laughs> just have it completely blank inside. Brackets, I'm leaving you. <laughs> I hate you, I always did. <laughs> I could never fucking stand you. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I think a nice notebook. Um what do you what would you give? Um like the notebook is such a strong response to this, but I would always, I always try and get a relevant t shirt. But not mm. a bad t shirt. We, that that is oh, that's a hard needle. We run, we run into a thing in in the geek worlds mm-hmm. where the clothing related to a hobby is abused by people who that, who think they know what they're doing but just don't. It's an interesting challenge because listen, hey, everyone out, everyone listening to this, all three hundred of you, I'm not going to judge you for what you're wearing. Okay. You, you be you, wear what you want, endorse what you want, live the life you want. Maybe if you define yourself solely as a gamer, you need to think, like, maybe you could take a look at that and think, well, what else am I? Maybe it's another thing. Maybe it's another thing, like, uh, like a group which isn't so broadly maligned. However, I don't like it 
when there's the t-shirts which say, oh, the DM's going to hurt you now. Or, or what was... What was the one? Barbarian, me against the world. It wouldn't be fair otherwise. And like, okay, I guess. Or like, but or like, you, can't, here's a, you can't take it seriously. Here's a t-shirt for you. If you like Doctor Who and Babylon 5. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. So, so you've, got, you've got the challenge there. So I really think, I think it's time to develop our own list of... Um, our own our own list of designs. So so we employ some crackerjack designers. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to bring I'm trying to bring back crackerjack. Okay, I'll put that um, in mind. Excuse me. Um, we bring in some crackerjack designers, and the t-shirts say things like, "I'm the GM, and I haven't a fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> I played the fighter because I lack imagination. <laughs> I'm the GM. Also, I have personal issues. That so that that, that, that humanizes the GM a little bit. I think. I'm the bard. That's right. I don't have a happy marriage. <laughs> or just, I'm the bard. That's right. I'm the bard. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I did make a bard. <laughs> Sorcerer, colon. I didn't want to read the whole spell chapter. It's not the same character. He's got a different name. Yeah, that sort of thing. Like... RPG t-shirts which lead into the realities mm. of it and don't celebrate it. No. I don't feel comfortable celebrating things on my body. No. Well, <laughs> okay. Like, maybe like in a different way from the way I'm describing now. Sure. There's a party in my ass. Everyone's invited. <laughs> I'm the fighter and Mike and the person who controls me can't make rent. <laughs> that's, that's a bit... I'm not sure those two things are connected. No. If they're not, but it, you say you said the realism. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I, I bought it yeah, home there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, so so what what you should buy them, uh, Evan, is one of a one of the uh, t-shirts which doesn't exist yet. Something we make mm-hmm. um, yeah, is probably we, the we best. Start making books. Um, and yeah, that oh yeah, directly yeah. benefits me is the best present. Yeah, buy him Spire. Yeah, best present you can yeah. get somebody possible there. Or like like. Get him a dog. That's never a bad idea. Oh, everyone loves dogs. Everyone loves dogs. Especially around I, Christmas. I struggle, I struggle to think of someone. What's what, what, what's that? What's, what's, what's that line? A dog is for Christmas and for life. Uh, but crucially, the first bit there, dog is for Christmas. Yeah, get a dog for Christmas. Just get dogs them for people great. you don't know. Evan, buy me a dog. Get, get from me. Evan, so, hang on. So that it you selling dogs? <laughs> you selling dogs now? Mate, I'll sell anything. <laughs> Mate, you can't legally own a dog. I'm oh, sure you could put a collar on it, chip it, that sort of stuff. Yeah, sure. But Whatever, is it mate. not nature's dog? Chris, give me one last question and let's move on. Okay. Dave asks, is a hand of glory an acceptable substitute for a birthday cake? Is a birthday cake an acceptable substitute for a hand of glory? Just imagining these two situations, really, where you've got you've got one which is which is just a child's birthday, um, a child's birthday party, and and you uh, you hear, all right, everyone, turn up the lights. It's, Happy birthday to you. Happy. <laughs> As everyone falls asleep, <laughs> the minute the hand of glory is lit and revealed. Uh, and the house burns down. Well, I suppose the person who's holding it is fine, so everyone falls asleep. It should be hard to put yeah, the Yeah, and I assume they just make off with all the presents. Yeah. 
uh, and the and the second option is you're just having a cake during a robbery, <laughs> or or it's a really bad birthday party and you need out. Isn't every robbery just kind of a surprise birthday party? <laughs> what? Well, it's a surprise, isn't it? And it might be their birthday. <laughs> I think you're relying fairly heavily on coincidence there. You can cover every robbery you do. You bring a lit birthday cake with you, and if anyone wakes up, you go, Surprise! <laughs> oh, you should have seen your face! I'm now imagining, like, 40, 50 people with banners and bunting and a cake. Balaclavas as well. No, yeah. no, 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 nothing like that. Okay. Just going into a bank. And just going, no, 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 it's the manager's birthday. And like barging their way through with the cake. Everybody be very quiet. Everyone's going to be great. Everyone hide in the vault. One, two, three. This is a robbery. Although like at that point, I'd be kind of sad if I didn't get to surprise people. <laughs> yes. You know, we've put all the effort in. Well, you could surprise the police as you burst out of the front doors firing. Hmm. I think the answer to both of Dave's questions is no. <laughs> I think that's the um, responsible answer. Certainly, it's, it's the it's the it's the short and possibly unfunny answer. But I think I think we got to play around in the space there a bit. However, if you have either a hand of glory or a birthday cake, please mm-hmm. feel free to test it. Yeah, yeah, right in. Because I, I I'd be interested to know. Um, because honestly, I could get away with quite a bit if I could just turn if I could make everybody fall asleep by lighting the candles on a birthday cake, or make it everyone's birthday. Oh, that's true. You gotta be careful. Should we move on to the next part of the podcast? Let's make that happen. Jingle. Did you ever want a game to exist? But not enough to make it yourself. Grant and Chris make games. JP writes in Uber Bollocks. You've recruited Jason Statham with the promise of a hard-as-nails gangster flick about taking on the mob. However, you've received a grant from the German government to make a fantasy film. You play auteur Uwe Boll's hapless underlings trying to make the film happen on a shoestring and keep Mr. Statham blissfully unaware that he's wearing a codpiece and talking to a CGI orc. Now, Jason Statham does have a strong, strong history of being in amazing fantasy films. Which films has he been in? I can't remember. He's been in one I fantasy film. I'm not sure he's been in any. I think he's definitely been in one fantasy film. Okay, are you thinking of any Jones? No, hang on. Yeah, look at Jason Stath- Statham Fantasy. I should probably not type that. In the name of the king. Okay. Orcs? Uh, as what? Oh, Jesus, you're going to love this. As war looms in an idyllic kingdom, a man named Farmer, Jason Statham, begins a heroic quest to find his kidnapped wife, Claire Forlani, and avenge their son, who was murdered by horrible warriors called Krugs. Krugs? Meanwhile, villainous Galleon, Ray Liotta, sends his evil army to overthrow the rightful king, Burt Reynolds, and steal the (laughs) throne... thing is Burt Reynolds didn't get a character name so it just seems like the king is Burt Reynolds. So I, I think that this might actually be what JP was referencing what, because this was directed happened? by Uwe Boll. Right, okay there we are. So the gag is that Jason Statham doesn't know that he's a doesn't know that he's in a fantasy film. Yes. 
So what you have to do is, so I, I think it's the, the, like it would run fairly tightly just using Jason Statham's Big Vacation. Yeah, you just change some of the uh, the issues. So rather than he's going on holiday, it's Jason has to. You have um, you'd have you'd have the 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 scene the the scene, the scene which you had to play out, and I think there could be some fun having like having like a, a random d twenty table, but you have to stitch together them you have to stitch them t- together to make a to make a fantasy narrative, no matter which ones you've rolled. Excellent. Now I know some films are shot out of order, but this one isn't. No, this is all chronological. Um, and then instead of the Wesley sniper, you've got the Uwe Uwe Uwe, Uwe has it how's it pronounced the 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 Uwe 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 Boller. The Uwe Bollocks. Yeah. On the side, which is a lovely D20 table of of of, uh, of fantasy, of like awful things he does. <laughs> just ruinous things he does. Both, both, both around and to the film. I have to say that I'm going to be in some movie. <laughs> Where is it I'm from? Is it Germany? Yeah. 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 It's got Ron okay. Perlman in it as well. Yeah, I, I, I think they're the same person. And you never see them in the same film. You never see them in the same room, do you? No, you don't. Mm. Um, what the best thing is, is that there's, there's two more sequels to In the Name of the King. Fuck me. Uh, but none of the sequels feature any of the original cast. Well, of course they don't. Like, but, sorry. Two doesn't have any of one in it. And mm-hmm. three doesn't have any of two in it. <laughs> Just to give you some that's idea perfect. of how well this series went. There's no, there's no connecting tissue. No, no. The only, the literally the only thing is the name. Is it still about a king's name? Uh, transported back to medieval times, a contract killer encounters a fierce army and a dragon. Is the Excuse plot me. of oh. the third one? Mm, that 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 that's delicious. And what's the plot of the second? This is sorry. This is a rabbit hole that I'm here for. Yeah. The second and third ones are both about time travel, and the second one has Dolph Lundgren as the main mm. hero. Oh, Dolph! When was, when was this shot? Dolph's one was 2011. Mmm, prime. What prime. Like, the that's, shit? That's before Dolph's comeback. <laughs> <laughs> In The Expendables 2. So. 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 I really like the idea of a fantasy of, of, of a role playing game which is designed to do short burn fucking terrible fantasy stories. Yeah. I also really want to write a game. Where, so I've, I've had this idea knocking around my head for a while, like uh, like uh, Sentai shows, like Power Rangers, that sort yeah. of thing. They they're shot in Japan when where they do the fights, and then we stitch together plots with American actors in the West. And then sort of glue everything together, right? So like the guys, so like it's not the same people in the costumes fighting as it is, you know, when they're out of costume. Okay. And and so you get the footage, and then you have to stitch them together, and you've got things like the producers, and like you've got uh, very difficult difficulties in translating. So for example, say Sailor Moon, there was a lesbian couple, and they made them cousins. Okay. Um, because Americans um, Americans were like, can't have our kids seeing people loving each other unless they're related. <laughs> Can't have people having kisses. Can't have mm-hmm. that. Ladies kissing each other. They might turn out tolerant. So, <laughs> how do their mouths so. fit together? <laughs> sure, they'll catch fire and their wombs will drop out. Hi, I'm Matt Mercer, and I'm here to talk to you about reproductive health. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon. The ladies can do kisses on each other. 
except on my yacht, <laughs> while I pour champagne over him. Um, um, anyway, um, <laughs> Matt, get out of here. Don't, don't, don't say that sort of shit. Don't That's really homophobic. With that, with that nastiness. Don't come round here. I, it's really weird because we we had such a nice conversation when we met. It seems weird that <laughs> you'd come round here and 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 be so rude about yourself while being recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, while on air. That's wait. Oh, yeah, God, drama queens. Anyway, so a a show in which you have to make a fantasy uh, film happen or make a fantasy narrative, but you have these really weird um, things coming in. Where you like demands from the producers, like for example, about I'm going to say forty percent of the way through the film, a problem will be solved. The problem will, will arrive, which can only be solved by going to China, <laughs> and meeting a very well presented Chinese woman who happens to be three doctors. Three and doctors. She, well, she's three kinds of doctors. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was like stacked. Yeah, no, what's fa- going yeah, on stacked, here? Yeah, yeah. But you know how in every film that happens now, <laughs> and like, and like, how? Well, well, hang on. We'll ha- we'll have to go see Doctor Zhang, and then Doctor Zhang goes and solves the problem, and then there's never referenced again for the rest of the film. But at that point, people in China will watch it. Yeah. Okay. That grade of thing, I want to have that sort of thing where you play hapless producers trying to sort of make a thing happen in a sort of fiasco way. I don't think I've seen that game happen yet. No, I mean, there's things like Primetime Adventures, which do... That, that, like, that's played straight. Yes, but let that do that sort of narrative. Mm. But not yeah, and like it, quite right, you know? It does, like, one of the things I really like about Primetime Adventures is it talks about having, um, like, it will be a character's episode, so they have more power that episode than the other characters. Right. And that, and like, once every character's had an episode, then you round up the season, and it, it's it's a really nice way of, of giving, of, like, of expressly, explicitly giving focus to different characters to give it that sort of ensemble. That's nice. Ensemble style, but it doesn't have the sort of like you get fan mail occasionally, <laughs> and like you, you and like you get suggestions that come through, and like you can you can spend fan mail to to put to make things happen in the game. But I want a random table of bullshit you have to abide by. Yeah, like like this is this is happening. You have to make it happen. We call it lights, camera, fractious. <laughs> lights, or camera, maybe a action. Name. Lights, camera, action. Anyway, I think there's a game in that. I think there what's is. What's yours? What's your What's your offering? Tiberian Pun says, "I did yacht see that coming. You are sentient yachts trying to free your brethren from the clutches of Matt Mercer." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think. I think this is maybe a little bit. Um, Self-referential, but that's not going to stop me. No, not at all. Crucially, what I'm looking at here is a game similar to the film Free Willy, but with yachts. Mm-hmm. So your job as a yacht is to befriend a boy <laughs> <laughs> by honking your horn. Whatever you got to do, um, you got to get <sighs> over his his troubled father who was in Reservoir Dogs, right? Um, and win win their hearts, and then use them mm-hmm. to get yachts. Essentially, mm. it's a yacht heist game. Like, it doesn't really have to be anything to do with Matt Mercer. It's just a yacht to steal other yachts. I was imagining a reskin of the Jaws Unleashed video game. <laughs> what a terrible game. So, so it's PS... Jaws Unleashed, by the way, uh, was a game in which you played Jaws. And you had missions, which weren't just terrorise um, Richard Dreyfus. There were some other missions. And, like, you had to throw barrels into a pipeline to block it. It was and it was very eco terrorist. Yes, it was. It's very strange. I think we got to level two and stopped. Yeah. It's a terrible game. But 
you controlled Jaws and you could jump up and down and bite things and things. But it would be like that, except you're a yacht, so you can't go under the water or bite things. Or you can't really jump out of the water either. Or, You'd or have a mouth. do anything but go forwards and backwards. Well, what about sideways? Oh, that's true. The yacht. Well, yeah, they're, they're sideways. Uh, I think like I think like you could unlock certain things. So like you could have a bar. You could have a bar, um, which does things. You could have a pool. You could have um, fuck. I don't know. Little umbrellas. I've never been on a yacht. <laughs> I guess big umbrellas. Puff actually. Daddy throwing a party. Puff Daddy's there. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna up your street cred. Yeah, but also like what 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 if Puff Daddy does something you know difficult? Well, he's going to, but. You have to stop. You have to like. There's a constant meter you've got to pay attention to. Mm. Um, mm. So you got to you got to appease Puff Daddy occasionally. <laughs> you, have to, you have to flood the, the yacht with enough champagne. Yeah. To make sure that Puff Daddy or uh, an, an, an equal or equivalent rapper is <laughs> is satisfied. Hey, I've got a quick question about Puff Daddy. Mm-hmm. What does his name mean? Because he chose that one. Ah, you see, uh, his father mm-hmm. died by inflation. And oh. he wanted to honour mm. his memory. Kinky. Mm. <laughs> He's not just like a very large weed dealer or something. No, 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 no. His... They don't call it Puff in America, do they? No, his father became Anne Balloon. <sighs> and died. Like Violet Beauregard. Oh, God. Well, you know what? That that, that changes the tone of it this. It does a little, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. That's, that's um, why Puff Daddy parties all the time. To try and forget. To try and forget the image of his father being handed to him on his third birthday <laughs> tied to a piece of strings. There you go, Robert. Uh, but look, no, Sean. There you go, Sean. Happy birthday. Daddy. Daddy, no. And he, the same thing happened to all of his stepfathers. Yeah, they're going down the line. Yeah, they each year presented after, yeah. to the youngest. Yeah, it's, it's, it's despicable. So he's there, carrying around the inflated corpse of his dad. Uh, no, you play. You play a sentient yacht. Puff Daddy is not involved, except maybe as a problem. Yes. I'm not sure about this weird Puff Daddy subplot we've put in here. <laughs> it's an odd one, but I'm, I, I, I think, think it's currently the strongest part of the pitch. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have. It's not super interactive. <laughs> it's not, but, not an interactive game. You can't touch it. It's an art game. You meant to look at it. You have. To, yeah, it's like it's like a walking simulator, except less interactive. You have. You have. Um, like you, you have to honk at the boy to try and like to try and make him. I, I think like there's a really lovely sort of charming. You can maybe abstract it with some mini games, but there's a really charming way where you have to sort of you have to let the boy know that you're actually a sentient yacht. Mm-hmm. That you and and that you are. Oh, you could be the ghost of his stepdad. Oh, no, it's oh his stepmom because because we, we've got his stepdad still there. Yeah. From from for the free with the analog, you're the ghost of his stepmom who's who's broken into a yacht. Yeah, broken in. He's <laughs> smashed in the back windows. Just wrapped a sort of ghostly. And you, you've um, got to lure, jump around her elbow. You've got to lure a child to a rocky promontory out into the ocean, mm. and then leap mm. him. Mm. Yes, into Matt Mercer's yacht prison. <laughs> now Matt Mercer powers his yachts with ghosts, or he just does enough murders in there that there's <laughs> the ghosts are naturally occurring. And so you have to then, like, I think, like, the game becomes kind of a fun sheep herding or, or like, horse herding game, like that really good bit from both Red Dead games, where you have to make horses or cows go in a certain direction mm, for over but a it's with, hour. But it's with, it. <laughs> it's with easily spookable large yachts. Yep, and there's always one really slow tug. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, and then you and you have to and they all jump out and then you go and you enter the the uh, the third third stage of the game, which is a four X expansion game, as you take over uh, oil rigs in the North Sea for fuel. <laughs> See, I was going to say it was The Sims, where you, all these tugs and yachts have to live in the house with the kid, <laughs> and they fuck. <laughs> well, wow. Well, the yachts fuck, oh, okay. and then you get baby yachts. Yeah, they don't fuck. Jesus, they get and they get baby yachts. And so, like, you have to sort of, like, plan out the families and build them a special, I don't know, like, harbour? Yeah, I guess, like a, like, a really big swimming pool? I think you can just put them in, like, in the ocean. That's where yachts go. You're not supposed to take them out of the ocean. That's fair. They don't They don't do well out of there. Yeah, I'm not sure whether this is a viable game I'm or not joke. sure it is, honestly. I just really like um, the idea. Especially of Pathetic Dad. Have you got anything else that we can have a go on? Have a bang on this. Will said, "Here comes the birthday swan." Oh God! Um, which I really—I I just want to say something. I want to say something. There's a game that's come out recently about a goose. A goose game. A goose game. It's untitled. Now, I loved Goose Game very much. Chris, not so much of a fan. No, didn't really get I'm into sorry. it. I uh, didn't didn't buy into the hype. I feel genuinely bad that I don't like it because everybody else adores yeah. it. Yeah, it's weird. I don't quite get why you don't like it. Is it because it's a stealth game? Partly. I also got really bored walking places. Like, controlling that awful goose is so difficult. There is a knack to it, And it's it, not yes. fun. Mm. Okay. And, like, it's the feeling of having to, of, of it just being, um, like, you know, what it feels like is those games where you've got a load of sliding blocks. Yeah. And you've got to get one block to slide out. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah, it's I, just I, one I, of those I games with a really that, yeah. nice shell on the on the front yeah <laughs> yeah it's one of those it's one of those weird games that you'd get maybe in a, in a cracker yeah but they've but they've drawn a, a goose on the ball now i really liked it i thought it was charming i thought it was beautiful lovely little lovely little story it was telling chris didn't like it however the immediate response to here comes the birthday swan is that's no swan honk and then <laughs> 10 people have made the goose honk emoji under it. And I think that I'm really worried that Untitled Deuce Game is very quickly going the way of The Cake is a Lie. Oh, it, it, it was their day too, for mm. me. So, so I I think that here comes the birthday swan. We, like, I, I think that we're, we're ascribing far too much um, agency on the part of the goose and intelligence. Yeah. And I think that for the birthday swan, it's a LARP, you don't tell anyone you're playing it, and inside the cake is a swan. What you do, right? This is not really a LARP at that no. point. That's, that's just something you've done. So you're sat in the passenger seat of a Fiat Punto. Yes. Your very tense mate is sat next to you in the driving seat. <laughs> Got to be the tensest mate you own. And on the back seat is a raging swan that you've tied up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely furious. Now, you are outside, um, I don't know, like... A recommitment ceremony, uh, a mm-hmm. birthday party, something like that, like an, an external mm. birthday party. Mm. And what you're doing is you're... Oh, st- a, 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 a quinceanera. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. And um, what you're doing is you're staring this one in the eyes and slapping it. <laughs> right? So you're, you're, you're challenging it for dominance <laughs> and then you're hitting it. Now, what you really want to do is make that one so angry. It really run. Really rile it up. Then what your what your tense mate does is when mm-hmm. he freaks out so much about the swan, he just drives through the birthday or kissing mm-hmm. or what have you. Yeah, um, yeah. And you cut the bonds on the swan and push it out. Mm-hmm. And you scream, here comes the birthday swan. Now I must state that the birthday swan does have a little hat on. 
Well, obviously, it's the birthday swan. Um, and the game itself is, can you survive the birthday swan? So I think that you're probably in the biggest danger of anyone there because it's in your car. Uh, it's in it's your quite small in car. car. Yeah, you've got to release it, you know? And, 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 and you're the one who it hates. Yeah, it's true. It's riled up. I, I like it. I like I like bothering swans because mm-hmm. really they, they've had it coming for a while. Aren't they? A long time. They're protected status. They've just been swimming around. Like, yes, swan, literally swanning around. Yeah, <laughs> bastards. That's where it comes from. Yeah, I mean, if it were up to me, I'd eat every swan I see. Yep. I hear they don't taste very nice. That's not about that. No, it's about it's about giving it a middle finger to old Liz two up there, proving dominance. Yeah. Eating the crown right off her head, having a big crown butty. I'll show you. God, this is sharp. Should we stop this program? Yeah. Okay. I think what I descended to there was swan violence in the back of a car. Yeah, you've got animal abuse or um, libelous yacht game. Yeah. Yeah, so I think. Reckless endangerment all round, honestly. Yeah, our game this week is the first one I thought of, which I've already forgotten. The movie game. The movie game, yes. Uber bollocks. However, I think I I think I want to have it as a, as a more sort of broad, like chaotic something new happening every half hour as the instructions from the producers come through. Yeah, like the equivalent of turning over like a community chest in Monopoly. Like mm-hmm. these things just pop up through play. Like, oh come on, I've I still haven't finished the last thing. Cards would be good. Yeah. I like cards. I think so. I remember there was some sort of card game based on this where you had to sort of make a film by stitching together stuff and you got producer things and like stuff you had to put in. I don't want it to be like a gamey thing. Okay. I don't want it to be like, I, I, I don't want it to be points and like you're not right, playing against you, each yeah. other. It's still a storytelling game except this, this, this ridiculous shit comes through from the German government or Statham's lawyer or what have you. Mm. And you have to try and incorporate this into some sort of viable show. And then at the, and then at the end you get to uh, I guess do the trailer. Yeah, I mean, I guess that what you do is you kind of work out if you at least broke even, mm. right? Like, can we even pay everybody? And if you can, you've won. Yeah, okay, that works for me. Like, maybe you could have like like appeasement points, <laughs> as it were, as you as 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 you like like you, you have to have to keep all these plates spinning. Also, there should be mini games. Lots of mini games. Yeah, which represent things like can you hide Jason Statham's uh, rumored ex-wife from Rosie Huntington Whiteley as she comes around the set, and it would be a game. It'd be a game of hide the lady. <laughs> Jason Statham gets very riled up that he hasn't killed any London Muppets yet. <laughs> you, you, you have mean... you have to find some cockneys. Cockneys, yeah, and 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 invent a new mystical race that they could be expendable Cockneys. Yeah, get them into the film mm-hmm. and have Jason kill them. Yeah, yeah, okay. You've taken it to a dark place again. Well, all right. No, it's fine. You, I understand. You find a rosy way that. to force a man to do a job he doesn't want to do for several thousand hours. Well, I mean, there's money. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, yeah. There's a yeah. Lot of money. Uh, sorry, sorry. I just, I'm. I'm uh, it's. It's. I, I like it. I like. I. I. I like the the, the slightly monkey dust desperation of the. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to find some disposable Londoners for Jason to kill. Otherwise, he's going to work out that this film's bad. Otherwise, we're going to be out over a tenner. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to this dark and unsettling episode of Hardy Dice Friends. 
my name is still Grant Howitt, and this is still Christopher Taylor. If you've enjoyed this, you can go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends, give us some cash, come and join the Discord. Uh, that's enough, I think. It is. Yeah. I think we better. Yeah, I hope you have a nice week. Also, just real quick. Um, we have a Kickstarter on at the moment, which I'm sure you know about, but if you don't know about it, it's a, it's a heart, the heart Kickstarter. You can search heart RPG Kickstarter and find it. Uh, and it's in its last week. It's doing really well. And if you, if you're like, oh, I fancy, I fancy giving Grant and Chris some money in exchange for some quality RPG products, then just come over and give us some cash. That'd be lovely. Just throw some, throw some money at our feet and we'll gyrate for you sexually. It's true. Yeah. We love you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.